You are on Line of Sight, a War Machine and Hordes podcast for new and experienced players, sponsored by Broken Egg Games. Welcome to episode number 36 of Line of Sight. My name's Chandler. I'm here with Jaden. How's it going? Hi, guys. Hello. I'm back. We'll have all three of us on one cast again someday. Eventually. I'm sure. Someday. Yeah, uh, Brett is currently having a good time testing uh, Steamroller 2018 stuff. Um, we happen to catch him on the uh, game night out schedules. Yep. Schedules. Um, so, yeah, it's just going to be us today. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about news first. And then we'll go from there. So most of the most stuff going on right now is pretty much uh, CID Community Integrated Development Associated. So we had what Armored Core finish up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, looked pretty good. Oh yeah. Um, and in in between the two episodes, SR twenty eighteen is like halfway done. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Uh, that this one week they've given for this thing. Yep. They're riding the lightning on this one. Um. Yeah, they dropped that one pretty quickly. Have you okay? I gotta. Have you uh, have you played Mirage yet? I have not. Okay, I haven't played it, but uh, somebody next to me was playing it the other day. I uh, get what they're saying about it looking really weird. It's really cool. Yeah. So if you're looking at it straight on, it looks fine. But yep. if you stand at any kind of an angle, uh, the whole thing looks like you measured it like a crazy person. Like, it's all, like, really wonky looking. And I was like, huh, that's actually really trippy. Yeah. That's that's fascinating. Um, yeah, so the, the SR2018, anybody in CID forums, you'll, of course, have seen the uh, SR2018 uh, stuff is up. Um, I feel like uh, the actual, like, scenarios have been somewhat overshadowed by the ADR and champions discussions and and all that stuff um because a lot of discussion about how they're going to be handling adr doing a much more curated kind of a meta um and currently they're testing removing the adr vanguard benefit from masters which was um a suggestion a few people made i i was on board with that as well um i had a suggestion to do that yeah um because if they're going for like the the new um the new rosters you know adr has always been like well, for the most part, being casters that are like not seeing much play, mm-hmm. so like the the specialist benefit always uh, kind of like helped shore up some of their weaknesses. Um, but now it kind of seems like most casters are sort of fair game on this thing. Um, I'm seeing casters I mean, on there that see a lot of play. Yeah, I mean we got Magnus two and Awesome on there right now, so yeah, yeah, you can play some Siege two Grave Diggers like everybody's already doing. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and and so I was like, now now the that benefit doesn't really have a place in Masters. I feel like so they're they're playing around with that idea, playing around with how they want to do all the limited factions and all kinds of stuff. It's a ton of stuff on there. If you go to CID forums, you'll see all that on there. Yeah, and um, for those of you that uh, have not checked that out, if you just go to cid.privateerpress.com, um, you can sign up. It's free, and it takes like a day or two to get approved. Yeah. And then you too can shape the future of this game. You you can join in the massive pile of salt that is this year. <laughs> no, there, there's a lot of good discussions on there, but there are definitely some uh, there's some salt in there to be oh, sure. Okay. It's, it's not sort of, as bad as the Facebook pages though. Oh heavens no! Well, they curate it pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm curious what the rate of um, like people who replied to Souls posts that got banned is. 
Uh, I would also be interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, curious if his ratio is different. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, and then today, today as of recording, we record on Wednesday. Uh, they uh, announced that the Crucible Guard uh, one is starting on the seventh of March, which is this is one next week from week. yeah, it's Wednesday, the next, the coming Wednesday. Um, which is madness. Uh, so they are not stopping the, uh, they're not stopping the testing train any, any moment soon here. Uh, they're gonna have about not even 48 hours between, <laughs> between one and the next. Yep. So, yeah. Um, should be good. Should be exciting. So we figured today we would talk a little bit about the other day, uh, we got our, uh, Crucible Guard spoiler. To show to everyone, which we posted in an article, and we've been having fun talking to everybody about that one. Um, it's been quite mm-hmm. a discussion. Um, so they actually sent us a warcaster and a heavy infantry unit, which is pretty exciting. Now I was very excited that we got Sylvester. Oh yeah. Oh um, my gosh, this guy. Yeah. Um, because he was like, his concept art is really what I was like. Oh, that's that's what we're looking at when I when I originally saw him back at War Machine Weekend last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had like a little 3D image of his model, which was like okay, but it was really preliminary. And frankly, the like the ZBrush like 3D models always look really weird because mm-hmm. they have very strange proportions because of the way the casting works. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I see Doug Hamilton commenting about that on things like people raging about like why are their hands and feet so big? And it's like well, <laughs> it's just how it has to work. Uh, it all shrinks down. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, so we got Aram Adeptus Sivestro. This is the Crucible Guard Ordic Warcaster, it specifies, mm-hmm. um, in case that tag is important at some point. Um, so I'll go over just relevant stats on him. This guy's speed, he's, he has like the most, is this the most generic stat line you could possibly have? Uh, I mean, aside from like maybe seven. being focus seven, yeah. Yeah. It's like speed yeah. speed six, mat six, rat six, def fifteen, arm fifteen, command eight, focus seven. Sixteen and, boxes. Uh, 20, twenty eight warjack points. And twenty eight warjack points. It's like default yeah. warcaster the warcaster as far as his actual like stat <laughs> line, like plus one focus. Um, yeah. he has the I I joked about it, it's the it's the circle warlock uh oh, yeah, defensive absolutely. stats. Fifteen fifteen. I know there's a lot of casters that have that, but fifteen fifteen was like I just assumed my warlocks were all fifteen fifteen when I was playing circle. Yeah. It's really funny too how many people looking at this from other factions are like, wow, he's paper, and we're all just like, okay. what are you talking about? Yeah, people got too used to their Viros twos. Yeah, it's what like sixteen, so. eighteen or something. Some sixteen, eighteen with like eighteen or twenty boxes. Yep, it seems, seems okay. Seems fine, and like D cell or whatever. Yeah, anyway. he's, not, he's not actually even sixteen, but yeah, yeah, it's like fifteen or whatever. I just assume he's like twenty, thirty-eight or something. <laughs> Just, yeah. just assume you can't kill him. It's probably the, the only time I've ever killed Vios two is by getting like Mark two Mulgan to him with oh, all yeah, the buffs. Yeah, uh, I got um, Resnick one into him while he had synergy up. Ah, uh, that'll do it too. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, he will die in camping like two. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's gonna die. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll talk about his feet in a second. They they list they never list these in the order I want to talk about them in. Yeah, I know. Um, it's, it's the worst. Um, so what you would see on the front of Sylvester's card is he has a meter to corrosion and fire, which is pretty uh, common. Although some people think that every model in this faction is immune to those things, that is not Probably the case. Not. Yeah. Um, the we know the Rocketmen are not. 
We know the uh, battle engines are not. And I yeah. don't expect most of the Warjacks will be either. Um, the one we saw, the suppressor, is like the, the alchemical jack. <laughs> um, so I think he has immunities. The other ones won't. But I don't think like the Toro or the the other jack yeah. maybe. I don't know. Like it depends on how kind of alchemical centric each jack is, I think. Like it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if like one of the lights and just the suppressor as far as the jacks were were immune to all these things. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, he's got an alchemical mask. So we've seen both alchemical mask and breather in Crucible Guard. Alchemical Mask Mask is sort of the upgraded version, um, yeah. which also is the one that already exists in the game. Um, Alchemical Mask is on uh, Assault Commandos, right? And also on Hutchuck and, and Gorman. And Hutchuck and Gorman. And is that it? I think that's it. I think so. Yeah. It might be on one of the Battleboar chassis things. Yeah. It's oh, on you know what it might be? Yeah, it's on Splatterboar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Um, so what that does is it makes it so he doesn't suffer gas effects, which is usually something that's been a little bit random. Um, cause it's, that's like gas effects have been like almost non-existent. Um, yep. but, uh, they're, it sounds like they're going to be a lot more common now. Mm-hmm. Um, and when determining a line of sight, line of sight or resolving attacks, this model ignores clouds. Which is relevant because there's a lot of those out there right now. Yes. It's a good rule. Uh, he's also got field alchemy, which yep. is pretty uh, that's, that's on the back of his car. Let's talk about that. In yeah, a this would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. God. They don't, they don't do this right. It's all wrong. <laughs> now I understand why it's in this order, but for testing yeah. purposes. But um, anyway, so uh, continuing down the front of his card, he has two weapons. He has a Fulmination Grenade, which is a range 6 AoE 3 Path 13, uh, range 6 being the kind of typical thrown weapon range mm-hmm. um, outside, like, spears and stuff, but, like, for, for like, bombs. Uh, so it's, like, Zealots and uh, uh, Gorman throws a range mm-hmm. 6 bomb as well. Yeah, and Hotchuck as well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it is damage type magical, and it has decrepitation, uh, which it gets an additional down damage rolls against construct and undead models. Mark two corro- or erosion is back, um, boys. <laughs> Mark two erosion. New erosion yeah. is less things with with a cooler name. Decrepitation. It's true. Um, yeah. Now this weapon is range six. Um, even aside from some of the rules we'll talk about in a little bit, I don't think this guy is exactly frontline. No. Um, <laughs> So, uh, I don't know that this gun will come up often exactly, but when you think about some of the armor debuffs we've seen, even like a minus two, but if you stack on even like a minus four, or if they've got access to the kind of things like minus six or eight that we've heard of, um, a four dice pow pow 13 with all those debuffs onto a jack or something is going to hit really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, So is his next weapon, because it's a, it's a PS10 sword with blessed... But he himself has a plus two strength buff, and we know of an, a caster independent minus yep. two armor debuff. And with the uh, Warjack, it could be potentially six. So he could be coming in at like mat six, pow 16 with blessed, which does not suck. Yeah. And something like the suppressor, say you're doing it through rust, he could do an ice cage and a rust. So he's like mat yeah. eight, pow, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's kind of funny because a lot of people are just like, oh, he's got this random little pow 10. I'm like, you know, with the debuffs we started hearing about, that's going to hurt a lot more than you would think, I think. Yeah, and, and importantly, it has blessed. So, like, forget yeah. the uh, the Defender's Wards and the Roots of the Earth out there. It's just, well, it does not matter. Yeah. Forget some of those for other reasons, too. <laughs> uh, so we'll flip over to the back of his card. So that's where uh, I think the only special rule he has is Field Alchemy. Uh, it's a good one, though. Uh, so good. this is similar to... Um, it's a little bit similar to, like, Old Witches, 
thing, yep. Old Witch 2 and or 3. Arcane Calibrations. Yes, uh, where just at any time during his activation, he can just activate one of three special rules. Um, he has Ephemeral Vitae. Uh, this is, um, he can cast a spell without spending focus. Yeah, more uh, on that in a minute. More on that later, yeah. Um, I'll get to the crazy one in a second. We'll do Super Fuel next. So yeah. the next one is Super Fuel. So that's uh, Warjacks and his battle group that are within five inches of it. Gain plus two speed this turn. You know, so here's the here's the thing. Like, you say the other one's the crazy one, but I, think I know this, this one's this like is still it's madness too because, you, like, a free pretty sizable yeah like it makes you fast and you yeah. got to think like it's plus two speed it's not plus two movement yeah and it's, um, it's currently within so like on turn one he can use this ability cast a couple spells and charge and all of the warjacks that you deployed next to him are now speed plus two mm-hmm. yeah yeah and they're just going to be able to run i think speed five is going to be standard yeah, uh so 14 inches on turn one yeah uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty good, especially if they have like a plus two inch deployment on a theme, on a theme or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, they'll be up the table. Loves that. And those suppressors will have uh, like dual attack and stuff, and yeah. he'll be able to go up and speed them up again, and they'll be able to trample ten inches, <laughs> and then spray things. Yeah, it's good times. Um, it's good times. Uh, the next one, which uh, a lot of people have been freaking out about, and I think somewhat unnecessarily so. Not to say this isn't really good. But we'll talk about it. Um, yep. Impenetrable Haze. Center a 4-inch AoE cloud effect on this model. Uh, remains in play for a round while he's completely inside of it. Uh, ranged and magic attacks targeting him uh, from a point of origin greater than 5 inches away will automatically miss. Um, he is also not an intervening model for line of sight for models more than 5 inches away. So it's, like so, su- it's super, super stealth, essentially. So yeah, the, the text is exactly the same as stealth. Um, it's ex- almost exact- word for word. Yes, except that it is not stealth. Stealth, so which... truth sight and eyeless sight do not ignore this. Yeah, anything that ignores stealth or removes stealth or anything like that will not will not ignore it. Yeah. Um, in fact, nothing will. Nothing will. <laughs> yeah, you I... have to be within five. And, and an interesting thing about this is that he can actually like move around inside of that AOE. So like, yeah, he's got example, room like, to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if he pops it and advances a little bit and then casts some spells and then he puts admonition, which spoiler he has on himself. Um, and then something charges him, and he just backs up three inches in the cloud. He's, He's still, still in the cloud it. and still can't be targeted, which is. Yep. Really and I think strong. that will. I think that will a lot of the time be preferable to leaving him centered in it, because yes. you just won't. You won't really be killable. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. a reasonable way. Um, yeah. I mean, this is an extremely strong defensive ability for a warcaster to have. Like for mm-hmm. sure, you're you're almost taking the possibility of assassination off the table against most lists um it is very very strong that said this type of rule is not unique no uh specifically the one we got talking about with swamp pit now it is different from swamp pit and it's it's a little better for the sake of your caster not dying than it's actually a lot better for the sake of just your caster not dying Mm -hmm. um because swamp pit you can get around it uh with like sprays targeting other things like teps Mm -hmm. will just ruin you know barnabas's day uh whereas a a uh the for anybody who doesn't know this convergence battle engine the trans infinite emergence projector you know fires these huge 10 inch sprays with crazy dice on them uh it'll kill a caster who can't be targeted but can be hit he's automatically missed right yeah the thing is is that swamp pit can be used on 
damn near any model in your army, as long as it has yeah, amphibious, it, which including the dracodile, including the dracodile. <laughs> um, like things that are, you know, so it's like, yeah, there are more like things that get around it, but and it's also rough terrain for a lot of things. Yeah, and it's also you know, like it's a really brutal, and it, yeah, it costs some like it costs some fury, um, but it's a very powerful, you know, ability that that functions in a very similar way. Um, yeah. What this does is it goes. I am going to choose to do this instead of any of my other things to take assassination off the table this turn. Yeah. Now, is that too strong? Well, we'll see. But yeah. uh, I think feeling is probably not. I, I've seen some overreactions about this. Like there, there are casters who are tougher just standing around <laughs> than Cartier. this guy is in impenetrable haze. Right. Like you know, just by nature of who they are. So it's like, mm-hmm. and the and the other thing is, it's like it's not like this guy. When we go through kind of like his spells and stuff, there's nothing about this guy that he's going to be like standing in the middle of the table lording over everyone. Like, it just means he's going to be in the back and it's going to give him something to make sure he doesn't get shot. (laughs) It's like mostly, mostly what this is doing. Um, Or to like camp on a flag on spread the net and not get shot. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Heaven forbid that he has good rules. (sighs) Now, like I, I think that like I understand it's a very strong rule, but there's been some serious overreaction on that one. I feel like, yeah, like really also, also get wrecked Legion. (laughs) Uh, also, since he can do it anytime, um, you can plop the cloud down next to like a forest and then just walk backwards Mm -hmm. or like plop the cloud down, shoot some spells and then walk backwards. Yeah. Which which I think is, which is very awesome. Yeah. Especially since we know the combat alchemists have some kind of access to smoke, although we don't know what that'll look like. There's a yeah. big difference between trencher smoke and druids of Orboros smoke. Indeed. Um, so one is really is... good; the other is almost useless. <laughs> the other is nearly useless. Um, yeah. So uh, onto his spell list, which is the last yeah. thing besides his feet. Um, so spell list, he has admonition. Really, yep. really good. Everybody loves yeah. admonition. Uh, yeah, this is one of those spells that it's like, oh. If you've got this spell, I got to look at you real hard. For those of you that don't know what it does, is it's a range six cost two upkeep, and it just says if something comes close to you that's an enemy model, you can advance three inches and don't take free strikes, and then it goes away. Yeah, and it has to be a model in your battle group, so your caster yes. or one of your jacks or yes. whatever the other mysterious battle group thing we apparently don't know about is, uh, unless it's a colossal, in which case it can't advance. So don't add in your colossals, kids. Yeah. Um, he's got explosivo. This is a really solid one as well. Yeah, in a in a world where there's so many incorporeal things, uh, explosive giving ranged weapons magical is is a big deal. It also removes the models from play. Yes. So this like with sprays, like specifically that the uh, the jack we do know about with the the dual attack and the sprays, mm-hmm. this could be really good with that. Yeah, it's explosivo is is all right on single shot models, but it's really really good if you've got something that can output more than one attack roll into various yeah. models. Um, if you've so, ever played against like Gunbjorn with a Mountain King or two, I've I've played against two. And it's yeah. like all right, turn starts explosivo on this one Mountain King, his salts, RFPs a ton of models, um, kill shots, RFPs a bajillion more models. Gunbjorn cycles explosivo to the other Mountain King, yeah. does the same thing again. It's like oh. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know the full one on this one, it's cost one, range six, upkeep. Uh, you put it on one friendly faction model, they get magic weapons on their ranged weapons. Um, and if they uh, hit and box an enemy model with it, uh, you put a three-inch AoE on it, remove that model from play, and then everybody in the AoE takes a power eight magical blast damage roll. 
Um, so it it does a lot of little things. It's it's an RFP. It's a magic weapon out. It uh, it's a bit of an infantry clear in that it's a gives gives a non AOE weapon an AOE. Um, to note, uh, like because of the way it's worded as well, like sprays, you're going to spray stuff, and you're going to put three-inch AOEs everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's... no, it, it gets maddening with sprays. Yeah, it gets um, crazy. Also, because it specifies directly hits, um, it, an AOE attack doesn't get to proc explosive O AOEs with the blast damage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> battle engine with this thing? Mm. Uh... Mm. Yeah, uh, that's good. Anyway... Um, next spell down is just purification, so we can move yeah. on from that one. Um, <laughs> it's just purification. Yeah, uh, well, we, should, we should talk about the uh, ephemeral for sure. with for this. Sure. So this is the thing is to note about his spell list, is that one of his options he can do is to cast one of his spells for free. So purification is normally extremely hard to cast in that it is four cost. Um, that is not cheap. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know purification, uh, it's just four cost. Affects your control area, continuous effects, anime, and upkeep spells in your control expire. Yep. So all your upkeeps are gone, continuous effects like fire and corrosion are gone, um, and anime on like beasts and stuff are gone. Yep. Um, it's one of the most effective, I mean, purification has been considered one of the most powerful spells you can have in the game, um, or purification-like effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this guy's got one. So purification got uh, dropped to solely protectorate. Uh, into the beginning of Mark III. Mm-hmm. Uh, purification on anybody else who had it either got turned into something else or removed entirely. Um, except for, like, when you're doomy and you just get a better version of it. Uh, um, yeah, an extremely better version of it. <laughs> yes. Um, so, the thing is, is that this is, as far as purification goes, a, a ridiculously good place for it, because he can cast it for free. Yeah. So, Seen a lot of people freaking out about that. Like, flipping Yeah. It. Okay, so in Mark II, purification was all over the fucking place. <laughs> like, <laughs> Not everywhere. Wrong. We had a lot of Vale II, who could cast it for free. Morvana uh, too. We had Morvana too, who couldn't cast it for free. But it was only three cost in Mark II. But it was only three cost in Mark II. And uh, Morvana was so strong, otherwise it didn't really matter. Um, <laughs> she... Back in the day. Harbinger. Um, Harbinger. Who still has it. Who does still have it. Yeah. Uh, um, Krios. Who still has it. Of course. Yep. Um, it was on Doomy, who just has a better version of it now. Yep. Um, who else? Did anybody else have purification? I'm sure there were one or two, but I cannot think of them. Scorn didn't have it. Mercs didn't have it. Minions didn't have it. Circle S- had it. Signar did not. Signar did not. Kator did not. Cricks did not. Yeah, that was basically yeah, it. Yeah, so that was it. Okay, so that was all of them. In addition to that, you had Iris 2, mm-hmm. who appeared in every list pair she could. Yep. Uh, who just stripped up keeps whenever she hit. And some people, at, I've, I've heard a lot nine. of people like, well, it takes an attack roll. And she's like rat aiming like half the time. And like... You could put... It was played on casters. On it was played with casters like Haley 2. It was like, I'm going to TK you around. I'm just going to be like rat 13. It's fine. Oh, um, she could dead eye. Uh, yeah, and you and well. you could dead IRs, right? Like it's a lot of the time it didn't really like it was bar- barely an attack roll, um, barely mattered at all. Um, you had there was a lot of upkeep hate, yep. <laughs> a lot of upkeep hate. Now that got reduced a lot going into Mark Three, and um, there's still like upkeep 
there's upkeep dislike. There's not as much upkeep hate in that there's a lot of things you can do that like annoy people with upkeeps, but not necessarily remove them. Um, but it's still there and it's mm-hmm. still, you know, you've got, uh, like here's an example is Sevi two, right? He has hex blast and he can cast a spell for free. Yes. Purification is stronger at that particular effect than hex blast, but Sevi two is shooting at you at like magic ability 10 yep. when, he, when he does it. Uh, um, you can pay 27 points and play with three world weirds and guarantee your opponent never casts an upkeep spell. Right. <laughs> and the the thing is, is the nature of a lot like a lot of really important upkeeps for some casters actually got turned into passive effects. Um, overall, there's just a lot less of it, or it's a lot more toned down. Now I get, yeah, adding another one means that there's more of it again. And adding a free one, it's a big deal. So this is the thing about this particular guy is why I I think this is very strong. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying like this isn't that great. It's very strong. But mm-hmm. for one thing, remember. A lot of casters have very strong stuff. Um, a lot of that's one of my number one things. I feel like when people start looking at casters in vacuums, they forget like go look at some of the like top tier casters in the game and think about them as if you have never seen them in your life. Yeah. And you'll start finding that it's like even like even not top tier, like even looking Striker at like kind of like BB plus types. Yeah, like striker one, right? There's casters Arcane where shield as a spell. Yeah, Arcane Shield is a spell with a plus five armor feat. You know, like stuff like that, where it seems absurd. I assure you, when it hits the table, I do not think it's going to feel that ridiculous. Now, when you're playing, like when you are playing against somebody really upkeep reliant, it's going to be real good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be real good. A lot of other games, a lot of other games, you're never going to cast it. Yeah, so so here's the thing. Though. And like, I had somebody compare this to Signs Importance, which is another very powerful four-cost spell. Yeah. And the thing is, Signs Importance is good every turn. Yeah, Straight absolutely. up, it's good every turn. Purification is good, like, every second or third game. Yeah. Well, like, I have one example in, uh, actually, Krios 3, because his feet has a purification effect. Mm-hmm. Um, like, purification, like most games, you'll cast it once, mm-hmm. because it's done its damage, and you'll never really have to do it again. Yeah. So it's like, and, and the other thing is he has to pick between one of these three abilities. If he picks Ephemeral Vitae and casts Purification for free, he's potentially vulnerable because he did not mm-hmm. do Impenetrable Haze. Um, his jacks maybe aren't as fast, which may or may not matter. Now, yeah, at that point you're just playing a 15-15 Warcaster. You can keep him alive, but he could still die. You know, like that's a, it's like he is targetable by things. Like there there are trade-offs to that. The other thing and, is that he himself has three upkeeps. Yeah. Now, like... Explosive O is one that you're you're probably you're pretty willing to either recast or cycle. It's one cost and it likes being on multiple models in a turn. You don't want to be recasting admonition. Like that sucks. Yeah. You know, like if he's if he's having to drop admonition and drop uh transmutation, which transmutation is cyclable, but it's not something you're always going to cycle. It depends on what you need. Mm-hmm. Because if you have to if you cast purification for free and have to recast admonition and transmutation, uh that's four focus. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the cost. That's the cost of purification. You know, it's uh, on top of that. Um, we haven't seen a ton of things yet, but it's sounding like we are going to be seeing continuous effects. All we're going to be place. seeing fire. We're going to be seeing corrosion and things like that. He removes them all when he does this. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's uh, score energy. No, not score energy. It's um, like uh, opportunity cost. Oh, yeah, to using yeah. to using this ability, yeah, it is yeah, very cause, good. Because <laughs> like, yeah, if, if you've just lit an entire enemy unit on fire, 
you don't want to cast purification. Yeah. Now, admittedly, that's largely like a, an order of activations thing, but things like fire or corrosion, they often linger like turn to turn. You're going to have them like floating around on the board if this faction is, is heavily designed around those, as I think they will be. Um, admittedly, we haven't seen a lot of corrosion. We've seen a decent amount of fire, but mm-hmm. we haven't seen a lot of corrosion yet. So it, it's something that I, I've seen people with a lot of concern. We need to look at it in context. Uh, I would not be surprised to see this get changed to something like Hex Blast or Repudiate or something like that. Or like Censorship or whatever the Morvana 2 new spell is. Oh, Censor, don't do that. It's like one of the worst spells ever. (laughs) So (laughs) bad. Uh, It's Censor. It's hers. Alternatively, Um, like, Ephemeral Vitae could just reduce the cost of a spell, like, a cost of a spell by two or something. Yeah, something like that. You know, it's, and that's the thing, is this is all going into testing. This is all pre CID stuff. They want to see how that plays out on the table. Mm -hmm. And they've played it and, and felt like it was okay so far. And then we're going to take it and see how we can break it, you know? And that's a lot yep. of the point. Um, and personally, I don't think that's too strong. I think it's pretty good. As somebody who plays the... Like, I've played a lot of Purification, having played Protector for the past while. And it's like... It's not as ball-busting these days as you would think. Except for, like, the occasions when it is. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, it, randomly really good into Protector. It is really good into Protector. Yeah, Mirror Match, it's really strong. But, like, I, I did see somebody make a comment about how, like, Spell Piercer would actually be a lot better than Purification on this guy. And I was like, yeah, probably. Yeah, actually, I would. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that would actually be kind of madness, you know? Um, <laughs> because a lot of the things that, like, the kind of things Purification does that Spell Piercer doesn't fix is, like, removing things like Rebuke and things like that, which they have access to Alish, you know? Like, they, yeah. they, can, they can handle that if they need to, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Somebody made that comment about like spell piercer would actually be way stronger, and I was like, yeah, I think it probably would be. Um, that would be pretty Interestingly, silly. I don't think the outroar, uh, the outrage, would be there if that was. The thing and that's the thing. Yeah, it's coming. funny because I, I think, I think it's just because people have a gut reaction to purification, and and probably like reasonably so, like to to a degree, and especially anybody who played a lot in Mark II. But I think, I think the environment is different enough that it's probably okay. Um, but we'll see. We will find out. Uh, The next one he's got is Revive. Now, Revive is... On most casters, Revive is on. It's pretty bad. Uh, Like most. Not all, though. Um, Obviously, Malak has been using it really well. uh, But he gets, like, a lot of souls, right? Um, The thing with Revive on him is... If you feel pretty safe and Impenetrable Haze isn't really a thing you're worried about... And you don't need super fuel... um, Popping a free Revive is totally reasonable <laughs> mm-hmm. and like if you're just upkeeping a couple spells and you don't have any offensive spells or anything else you need to do like pop a free revive and then pop a regular revive just a couple dudes every turn no it's not like insane and it's pretty costly but it's kind of like why not a lot of the time um because this guy like he's got all these he's got these upkeeps you know like admonition transmutation but it's like if you already have transmutation out and you aren't planning out which we'll talk about that one in a second if you're not planning on like trying to offensively cast it, or you're not shooting any of the next spells to Gene Abyss, something mm-hmm. like that, you're just gonna have like, well, I've got like five focus, you know, so it's like, oh, pop a free revive and then a three cast revive and camp two, <laughs> you know, like why not? Um, I like I don't think it's great. The only time I think this is actually something you would almost be building around is a heavy infantry centric list, and that's a lot of that is because of his feet, which we'll get to. Um. Because then I think it actually gives it a lot of toughness. Toughness. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he's got Stygian Abyss. Which uh, is a perfectly good nuke. Yeah, it's it's like a, it's an alright, if somewhat expensive nuke, but it's particularly good on him, and we'll talk about that in a second as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, Sejin Abyss is on the uh, Witch Coven. Yeah, I think that's the only yeah. place that that exists. Uh, I think it exists uh, on one of the Crick's caster. You think, think so? Like, it might randomly. Two might have it. I think. Uh, nobody counts him. He doesn't exist. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Sejin Abyss is a uh, three cost range ten pow twelve just single target nuke, and on a crit uh, target is blinded. It's a little expensive. Obviously, you can do it for free, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to fire like a free one of those. I mean, you think about it, it is a little bit like a Sevi 2 in this respect, yeah. where you can kind of think of like a nuke like this, especially at range 10. It's just kind of a gun for him. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know? like you just kill a solo with it or whatever, like, or take a chunk out of a jack and who knows, maybe you'll blind it, you know, like kind of a thing. Um, and, you know, just do it for free and boost the hit and damage. Not a big deal. Uh, so, yeah, you can just try to crit blind stuff. Yeah. Seems fine. It's his nuke. At, at least it's, it's not old Sigin Abyss where it's Shadowbound, which was... Yeah, that was yeah, old crit Shadowbound. Um, yeah, uh, and his last spell I mentioned earlier is called Transmutation. This is the, the new one that, that popped up for him, which is a two-cost range 8 upkeep. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, most nice friendly upkeeps are range 6, but this one's a little unique. goes up to 8 for reasons, which, yeah. So Transmutation can either be put on friendly or enemy models. It's either or. If you put it on a friendly model unit, they get plus two strength and defense, and they gain Pathfinder. Very strong. <laughs> that is a ridiculously good buff. Uh, I need that in circle. Um, when, tra- <laughs> uh, when you target an enemy model unit with it, it flips around. So they take minus two strength and defense, and they lose Pathfinder. Yep. Yeah, this spell is so good. So I kind of laughed when I, when I first read it, because I was like, depending on how you cast it, this is a damage buff, death skewer, pathfinder out, armor buff because of the <laughs> minus two strength, hit uh-huh. fixer, <laughs> yep. and control spell <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> by, by causing a loss of pathfinder. I was like, just depending on how you want to use it. And I was like, that's, yeah. that is a, that is a deep toolbox of options available oh, yeah. for one spell, you know? Um, and it only costs two, so like, you you can fire this offensively and not feel bad about it. You know, like it's mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, and this interacts with some other things we'll talk about in a little bit, but yeah, it's just a it's just a strong spell. I don't know, there's not much you can say about it. It just gives you a lot of good no, buffs it, or a lot of good debuffs. Good. And yeah. we know for a fact that they're gonna have some sort of weird arc nodey type thing. Yeah, they have and, a, they have uh, a highly experimental arc node. So what that means, we'll see. I suspect it'll be something like when you arc through this model, it takes X amount of damage, or maybe it like it loses an arc node box or something. I was like, what if it, yeah, if it has like three arc node boxes and it takes like D3 to its arc node boxes yeah. or something, so it's like it might just get knocked out. Yeah. Unless you can repair it. Yep. Which there's a convenient way to repair it next. Uh-huh. Uh, so, <laughs> Sylvester's feat is a meta principle. Uh, it says friendly faction models get an additional die on attack and damage rolls. Discard one die of your choice. Okay, stop there because a lot of people have been telling me that this is just signs importance the feat again. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's it is not, not <laughs> because you discard a die of your choice. So that crit from Stygian Abyss is super is, easy. All of a sudden, yeah, it's a really big. No, it's not Ashland's feat for crits, but it's still pretty good. That increases the odds on your crits by a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, boosted attacks, that's four dice, and it's like if any of those are twos, and you're probably hitting because you have the additional die dropping one. Um, it's just a really strong effect. Yep. Um, so it's kind of, it's a signs importance plus for the first half of his feat. 
Um, the next part is that when an enemy model is destroyed while in Sylvester's control range, a friendly faction model in his control can remove D3 damage points. Um, so this is why I was talking about, uh, I think that's something you're leaning more on if you're playing a heavy infantry base list. Yep. Which we know they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something where you, you know, your uh, heavy infantry are going to take some hits from various things. Um, some will even die. You revive a couple, you pop feet. And then they just kill Bring stuff, and, and they all heal all back up to full health. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what, what that one ends up playing out like. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, any other crit effects you have across your army are going to be helped out a little bit, and mm-hmm. then your damage output's just going to increase by nature of yeah. getting the, the science importance effect. Yeah. Um, so, and, and the other thing is, if you're playing more of a jack-heavy build, which I think he can, I don't know that I would go... I don't know that I would go super into jacks, but I could totally see something that's like a handful of jacks yeah. and, a, and, a, and a couple battle engines kind of a list. Yeah. Like, I, I could see that kind of a thing. Um, so he's like cycling explosive oil on the battle engines. He's got admonition on, you know, something. Stick jack, you know, something like that. Yeah. Transmutation's up where it needs to be. Uh, yeah. Um, that, that kind of a build, I think you could totally do. And that's another one where this kind of a thing is very solid. Yeah. Um, the ability to uh, easily heal war jacks is very strong. It's not a common one. It's one of the only really good things about Tristan 2. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, who has, like, a good kit that's just overshadowed by Ammon. But that, that healing spell has a lot of lot of strength to it in a very battle group heavy build. Yes. Because um, that's and one of the, one of the big... guy in a, in, you know, heavy infantry build. Yeah, for sure. One of the big weaknesses of Warjax and, like, one of the main things that's, like, a difference between Warjax and Warbeast is the ability to to heal stuff that's been broken. It's very hard to do on Warjacks if you don't have mechanics uh, that are right there, and mechanics have to be right there. And his feet's just going to be like, oh, my system's back up. Huzzah. Yeah. Get wrecked. Get wrecked. It's pretty world. okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. Uh, yeah. It's all right. I'm just going to, like, you know, pop a curse and laugh. Yeah, that's so that's... and So I want to say, like, with this guy, this has been a pretty consistent thing I've seen in... So we know about Sylvestro. We've had the card for Baldwin and Clog. And we've had like a verbal description of of Captain McKay, the the battle engine caster. Um, particularly Baldwin and Sylvestro, I'm like you could build these guys any way you want, mm-hmm. <laughs> like pretty much. And, and I think, you kind of have to for a faction that's going to have five or six warlocks, right? And, and war casters. Yeah, and they've done a good job with that. You see, you see a little bit the same in in Grimkin, where even casters like Heretic were very clearly, uh, you know, infantry centric run battle group extremely well. Yeah. Um, the only so, one like, in Grimkin that I think is pretty much pigeonholed into whatever is the child, because she's just... Yeah, you group. just have to run battle group heavy, right. And so, like, in the case of... And even McKay, I don't think you would necessarily run... Like, you could run an infantry everything with rocket men to get run and gun on a ton mm-hmm. of models, but you're not really getting the most... And you just, you know, get the additional damage on herself and, like, whatever couple jacks she brought. Um but even just from what we had heard about her, I was like, you could run either the super way too many battle engines list, which she's clearly designed for. But I was like, this with like a gun line, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just like a really nasty like jack gun line, like tons of jacks. I was like, you could totally do that. You know, even though she's only focused six, like you could still do that um, just by nature of how her feet works and power up and all that good stuff. Um, right. And Baldwin really similar, you know, it's like his, his feet being the heretics trump card essentially. So it's, if played right, a plus two to attack and damage for like your whole army. 
everything likes that. You know, it's like you could throw that on whatever kind of list you want. He's got boundless charge, and you could run really like jack heavy, but you can also run really infantry heavy, and uh, yeah, you know, then you're getting the bonus for a lot more attacks, or you could run the battle engines or things like that. And there's a lot of ways mm-hmm. you can go. Sylvester comes across in a very similar way. Um, he doesn't have a lot of really straightforward things he's doing. Like it's not like it's not like I have boundless charge and plus two to hit damage for my feet, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's just like he's a very deep toolbox looking kind of caster who can just kind of fight or build whatever Everything. he wants to, you know. Yeah, and I, I think I think Private Press is getting increasingly better at designing these sort of casters and mm-hmm. factions now that we've got two of them to look at, where they can just sort of play into everything, but they're not like overbearing in, in yeah. any particular matchup. Right, um, and that's what the, these limited factions, I feel like, gives them a lot of room to be able to do that really well, too. Um, yeah. I think, he's, I think he's super sweet. I hope his model is anywhere near as cool as his, his, his artwork. Um, yeah. He looks really awesome. I mean, I haven't seen, like, between the three casters that they've talked about, like, I, I love them all. I'm, I'm down. down but with it's this guy. So but this guy, yeah, this, this. I mean, well, okay, I don't know. Baldwin's got a place in my heart already. But, because <laughs> he's, he's a little absurd. But so does McKay, because it's the crazy, I've got all the Battle Engines caster. Like, I don't know, they're all, like, they've all got things that I love about the game in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really exciting to me. Like, I was like, oh man, Baldwin with 9,000 rocket men, that sounds so fun. And I was like, McKay with, like, six models, mm-hmm. that sounds so fun. You know, like, I just, I love all that kind of stuff. And then this guy is, he actually, he speaks a little, you know, he, I don't think, he's not like a circle caster exactly, but he speaks to some of what I really liked about circle warlocks, where there was just all these kind of, like, somewhat non-straightforward tools <laughs> mm-hmm. to just kind of, like, play with and and make everything work. And I like it. I think it's going to be sweet. Uh, but we've got another thing. We've got the heavy infantry unit. Yeah. These guys are much more simple, and I think a lot more unassuming until you think about it. <laughs> yes. Um, I these, when I first saw them, I was like, huh. And then I thought about it and was like, oh, God. <laughs> this might be really strong. Um, so this is the uh, Crucible Guard Assault Troopers, or what the army boy in me calls Seagats. Um, just because that's what we do to every acronym. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have immunity to corrosion and fire. <laughs> yep. Now that I just said, not everything has that, but um, it'll be interesting if all the heavy. Unit- I man, this is another list I was thinking of. If if both, so we saw in an insider a little while ago, there's a heavy infantry unit that had like guns and like pickaxe kind of things. And look like Bioshock things. They look like guys from Bioshock, yeah. And I expect yeah. these guys will be pretty similar, just with a hammer instead of those things. Um. So if the other unit is also immune to corrosion fire, and these are like FA2 heavy infantry units, you can just have this huge immune to corrosion fire like heavy infantry blob. I want to play that with Baldwin so bad. Oh my gosh. Just because you can just fire your guns into your army with like not a care in the world. Nope. <laughs> like, you know, firing his ice sprays through his dudes and yeah. all kinds of stuff like that. Like, I love that kind of stuff. And yep. so I, oh, I really, I, I hope the other unit has the immunities too, just, just so I can play that kind of thing, because I think it'd be yeah. fun. Um, they also have tough. Yep. Uh, which is fine. Um, I mean, that's neat with Sylvester in particular, because you can heal him back up. So mm-hmm. That's something. Uh, they have Ashen Veil. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I guess I should go over their stat line. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, so, okay, this is the thing. Their stat line is awful. <laughs> yeah, it looks really, really bad. <laughs> it looks Except really, really bad. Except their mat. Except their mat, which is 7. And uh, so cost. Yeah, their speed 5, mat 7, their def 11, arm 16, yep. which is awful. They are cheap, uh, <laughs> cheap though. 13 points. E- yeah, 13 points for a unit of 5, 8 points for the unit of 3. Medium base, 5 wounds each. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's 13 points. It's very cheap. 
Um, that's what Hollow Men cost before the uh, Lantern Man. Oh my gosh, that's a yeah. really sobering comparison, actually. Yes. Uh, so, um, Ashenvale. Okay, so this is shooting? so yeah they have a lot of so that stat line is bad. Let's go over the ways they fix their stat line. So okay. Ashenvale, so concealment against shooting. Yep. Uh, living enemy models without immunity fire get minus two to attack rolls while within two inches of them. Yep. So a lot of the time they're going to be def thirteen. Thirteen sixteen. I'm just going to yep. keep a running tally of what their stat line can be. Yes. Okay. So thirteen sixteen against like most stuff. Uh, they have a breather, so they don't suffer gas effects, which is fine. Uh, it's common here. And then the next one is carapace. Mm-hmm. So plus four armor against free strikes and ranged. So, so against 13, guns, against guns, they are typically going to be thirteen twenty mm-hmm. most of the time. Yes, uh, which is pretty tough. I mean, if you're if you eat like a boosted jack shot, you still die, but um, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, but like Adrian's are going to have the hardest time in the world killing these guys. Right? Yeah, you're doing two man CRAs to get two damage on average. Yeah, it's good. It's good times. Um. And then you can combine that great. with Silvestro, who makes them plus two defense, and, that, yes. and then all of a sudden they're 15 20. Yep, you. so you throw transmutation on them. They've got Pathfinder and plus two death. Yep. So a lot of time against shooting, they're going to be 15 20. Against most melee, they're going to be 15 16, which is still madness. Um, and I heard somebody, so this is a comment I saw about somebody talking about how, like, well, like, death skew doesn't really work. Like, it doesn't really matter that much. And I was like, yes, on individual single models wounds. yeah yes or yeah on single wounds or on like individual models so like warp wolves and stuff like forced evolution on a warp wolf is not that scary because he's just gonna fall over mm-hmm. you know you knock him over and you just beat him to death um on like a unit <laughs> um of even just like five heavy infantry unless they're playing like krios one or something uh something that really consistently knocks down this is a very tough stat line uh to to fight into now admittedly that's one unit that will be you know def 15 um, but we'll, you know, there's a lot of other effects in this army we don't know about yet. And also, they are cheap. Um, yeah. And then their weapon. Uh, they have a thermal hammer, uh, which is a range 2 PAL-13. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has critical fire, which is neat with Sylvestro, because you get the critical. Now, this is an armor-cracking unit. Uh, mm-hmm. Critical fire is not amazing, but we do know they have at least one... Uh, instance of oil in the faction. Yeah. So you can turn it into an armor cracking mechanic if you need to. Mm. Probably. Yeah. Um, they also have brutal charge. Yeah. So they're going to be passing 15 on the charge. And then they have flame burst, which I love this rule. Um, <laughs> flame burst is uh, whenever they box an enemy model with a weapon, enemy models within one inch of that model are lit on fire. Yep. Uh, what this does that I really like, so this unit is their very low attack count. This is, they have five attacks across the whole unit. They're solid attacks, you know, Mat 7, PS 15. It's perfectly reasonable, yep. uh, just on its own. We got thinking about buffs just that exist that we know about. Yeah. So, uh, so that so makes them PS 17 on the charge. 17 on the charge. Yep. Uh, uh let's, let's say against a Jack and you have a suppressor. So then they're you're going to. Uh, you can shoot it with a, an ice spray and a rust and, spray. So yep, they're mat so nine, pound 19. Yep. And then there's also the artillery. They can just lower armor by two. Uh, so, against living models. Against so living models. So, yeah, it's, so either way, it's like pound 19. Yeah, pound 19. And that's all we. That's what we know about. There should be other things you can stack. This is a 13-point yeah. unit that I'm pretty sure will be able to get to PS21 somewhat consistently. Yes. Uh, which is... Madness. But Flame Burst, what that really does that I really like is it's a very low attack count, but it means they can actually fight infantry. Yeah, it like fixes re- the problems like... that Shock Troopers and um, 
Skinwalkers yeah. and Bastions and other right. so like Citrati. Like they have these five really good attacks that then But if you might... fight a lot of like low value stuff, it's just really derpy. It yeah. Really do anything. Um this was a this was a rule I kinda of fell in love with when I was playing that old uh Severius One list I was yep. playing. With the three character um, heavies? Yeah, where I just had, you know, it was Blessing, and then I had Avatar, Eye of Truth, and Hand of Judgment all in one list. And that was, like, pretty much the list. You know, you're out of points at that point. There's just, like, some support, and that was, like, really it. Um, and uh, all three of those jacks, though, have Flame Burst on their melee weapon. And I ground through, like, huge infantry skews with that list just by being very tough in just every turn my jacks would just kill a couple of dudes, and they'd be the ones most packed in. Mm-hmm. around other infantry and i just light guys on fire and kill a few more every turn and it just adds up you know it's just like a few infantry every turn uh it's really solid say you're like def 15 going in and a unit charges you they're all going to be packed in around you and a bunch of them will have missed you know they probably just through sheer numbers have killed a couple of the assault troopers but the remainders are just going to light the entire unit on fire and go like okay like two-thirds of you are probably going to die now um yeah, have fun with that. Uh, it's very solid. Like flame burst is a really good rule that I think I think people don't think about enough, and it's not common either. Yeah. So it's it's reasonable. I mean, it's it's in protector in like a handful of places. It's those three jacks. It's on um, Cinerators, which nobody plays yep. <laughs> reasonably, and it's I, I believe it's randomly on Imperatus's gun that in retribution. Right. It's either um, the gun or the it's either the gun or the sword. I believe it's his gun. It just randomly has flame burst, and it's like super random um it's just like oh okay uh yeah and so like these guys they seem very unassuming but they've got a lot of numbers that are built into written rules rather than actual numbers and they've got and then the support we know about is already kind of crazy so uh that will be a very interesting unit i think they'll be very very strong um i think by nature of their stat line not being a melee. I mean, you got to think like without transmutation, a lot of times they're just thirteen, sixteen against melee. That's not very tough. <laughs> not really. Um, no. You will die very quickly to just like anything top, that's top like ten charges. Yeah, I mean, if they're like mat seven, they'll pretty consistently just kill you. Yeah. Um, or if they're undead or something, like Bane's are just like blah. <laughs> and <laughs> and, and any warjack will just come in and ruin your day. Yeah, for sure. Like they'll they'll die pretty quickly, but I mean they're they're not tied down to being super close together. They're command eight, uh, which is pretty solid for a heavy infantry unit. Yeah, um, unlike unlike most of the other ones, like where you get rewarded for clumping up, these ones yeah, can spread it's, out really well. Yeah, it's not like they have like defensive line or shield wall or something like that. Like they can spread out a little bit more, so like one jack should be able to be something they can function around. But just like all right infantry will just kill them, <laughs> so it's like. They'll be interesting to run. I, I think that things like the if if the uh, combat alchemists do make a cloud wall, I think that'll be really important for delivering units like this, mm-hmm. um, or just other casters. We'll see what you know. There's there's got to be. I, I expect there to be at least one caster that has like a really intense infantry delivery mechanic. Um, probably. But probably. I mean, I don't know, but we will we will have to see because I think though because we don't know about uh, Lucas, uh, which mm. was the guy who was in um, one of the books. Mm-hmm. Aftershock, Aftershock Volume 2. Uh, he's one of the Warcasters who we don't know about, who I believe is married to Alice, who's that crazy Jekyll and Hyde solo we saw a while back. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would be four casters, and there's probably like two, two more. more. Yeah. And there's probably six. I think I saw somebody saying that they were pretty sure there's five for a reason, but I didn't remember why. Prime number? Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I think it was because they were thinking that it's like Grimkin have like five and then Old Witch was like a fluff thing. And I was like, eh, I don't know if that makes a lot of I sense. Don't, yeah, I don't agree with like, that. Like I'm pretty sure they were designed with six in mind, you know. Uh, yeah, so, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm really interested to see that. And we'll, you know, by the time this posts, we'll just be like, what, five days away or something from uh yeah. From the actual CID, we'll get to see what this all looks like. It'll be good that's, times. That's a very strange feeling. Yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much what our, our spoiler was. Um, I know we had the article out about it for anybody who saw that, but I think I, I just kind of wanted to... An article only gives me so many words. Um, I think we thought it'd be fun to just kind of go over it like a lot of the other podcasts have been able to and uh, yeah. talk about what our actual thoughts on it. Especially because it's interesting because we, we, we were able to get a perspective here that uh, most of the cast don't, which is that we got to... We have the ability to respond to reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, the other cast were pretty much just uh, getting it for the first time and... Uh, I've been able to actually talk to a lot of people over the past couple of days since we dropped it. And there's a lot of, a lot of reactions. Some people are really like most people are really excited. There's definitely some like overreactions about some things. There's probably some sensible (laughs) reactions about a few things. Like he's, these are very strong pieces and, uh, um, it'll be interesting to see how they all come together. Um, and hopefully there's supposed to be one more spoiler that will probably be out before this actually drops. Mm-hmm. Um, it was supposed to come out today, I thought, but it didn't. Um, so, yeah, yep. That's uh that's Aram Adeptus Silvestro, and the Crucible Guard Assault Troopers, which is like the most generic name for that unit they could possibly have. <laughs> and that's fine, because they're pretty much just I'm a run up and smash you kind of unit. So it's all yep. right. It's fine. And I hope they look like diver suit men too. And I can just have an army of elemental immune diver suit guys. Yeah. I think the first thing in CID, though, is to change these from thermal hammers to giant drills. <laughs> I think that would probably be the main thing we need to do. Um, I mean, I I suspect I will end up painting somebody's army of Crucible Guard to look like Bioshock. <laughs> It, it will just end up happening. It will be yeah. you, or it will be Ben, or it will be somebody. I got, th- I got thinking about it, and I was like... The problem is, is that aside from just looking, making something look exactly like a Big Daddy, there's very little that's like a completely unique aesthetic. It's mostly just like kind of 50s era stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unless you were actually doing the splicers with like the face masks, but I don't, we haven't seen anything that that would make sense on. Yeah. So it's hard to say. Um, I'm very heavily debating whether or not I'm doing a full metal alchemist theme. Oh yeah. That was the other well, one. It wouldn't be that extreme. Like I know some people were just talking about like doing like full on crazy conversion stuff. I would just be using a mistress colors on everything. Just yeah, nice, I mean, nice blue, blue military uniforms. And I can't help but think uh, that Prospero needs to be, uh, I, there's, Alphonse. there's a decent chance. I will literally just buy a little figure of Alphonse that I will just use <laughs> as a proxy model all the time, except for when I'm not supposed to. And then I'll just bust the actual Prospero. Out. Um, but I don't know. Cause like, I kind of, I don't know that now that I've actually seen his model, I like Prospero's look a bit. I think he yeah. looks cool. He's pretty sweet. Um, I'm really okay. So we're wandering here, but um, what I'm really curious about, right? So we know that Prospero. So Prospero, for anybody who doesn't know, he's the he's like a robot man that we saw. Uh, yep. He's one of the. He's I think the first model we ever saw. That actually. is correct. He's a medium um, the based first, solo. Yeah, the first physical model we ever saw. He's a medium based character, uh, journeyman warcaster. We learned. 
um, which is interesting. He's like a robot man. Uh, supposedly he, so there's a lot of little things people have been like, that's a full metal alchemist reference, isn't it? Um, this guy in particular was, uh, a human who the, the exact fluff wasn't like detailed and it was a very, like, I think it's this kind of thing when it was mentioned, but, um, it sounds like he's like a guy who had some kind of alchemical accident that basically he came out the other end with his brain inside of a robot. <laughs> that's like more or less what happened. Um, but he's a journeyman warcaster, and apparently he has a giant laser on his chest. Yep. And so I'm like, is this going to be a journeyman warcaster that's actually meant to, like... Fight? Attack things? I mean, I know there's what Alara 1 kind of does. Um, she does okay. But, like, for the most part, and, and uh, like, Jake's, like, mo- but most juniors are kind of like, I'm a support model. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a chill back here with my slightly awkward weapons and really weirdly low mat and rat because I can boost... Um, so I'm like interested if this guy's just got this random, like super over the top gun he can fire every turn. I need that in my life. Um, That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. And if he's got some kind of cool drive for Warjack, I mean, a character journeyman, he'd have to have something really interesting going on. So excited to see what, uh, what he looks like. Um, yeah. I'm sad to say it's, they said that there's no Jack Marshalls in the faction, which kind of made me sad because suppressors under Jack Marshall sound beautiful. It's probably why there's no Jack Marshalls in the faction. That's probably reasonable. Anyway. <laughs> All right, everybody. I think we're on the tail end of what we were here to talk about on this one. Yep. But I want to give a huge thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon. It's seriously a huge deal. Uh, it's getting me around this year. I'm actually I'm actually playing games this year. It's weird. Yeah. Um, we have actually, places. I know. I've actually been able to, to do quite a bit this year. I'm doing the uh, Intermountain Cup in a week and a half. As yeah, am I, half. actually. Yes. Yeah, we're going to be meeting in the middle in a sort of kind of an awkward middle. But I'm uh, playing lists I've never played before. I'm so excited. Woo. Uh, yeah, we're hitting it up in Pocatello, Idaho uh, for the Intermountain Cup. If anybody's got the ability to go there, the tickets are sold through Discount Games. Um, that's an event that, uh, like, uh, Jane, like the chain attack guys have been heavily involved in for a really long time. It's warm shit weekend qualifier. Uh, it's one of my favorite events just because it's one of the few, like really solidly sizable, like somewhat local events. It's usually been in Utah, but they moved it up to Pocatello for various reasons. Um, I can go this year cause it's not 12 yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if you do want to check out our Patreon and you like what we do, you can support us at patreon.com slash LOS War Machine. Also, a huge thanks to uh, Broken Egg Games. They've been a super awesome support. Um, they've been really fun to work with. We're still, we've been a little, we, things have been so messy lately, but we're still working on getting some uh, kind of um, line of sight based stuff through uh, <laughs> Broken Egg, and we'll get around to that eventually. It's, man, Jane and I both just like shat out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Both our brains were just like snuffed out for a couple weeks and dropped off the face I mean, of the earth. Planning a wedding will do that to you. Yeah, for sure. And I just like repeated trips to Vegas and then like kids and everything was just like, uh, I can't think anymore. I'm yep. just going to sit, sit here and stare at my ceiling. Um, anyway, if you go over to Broken Egg uh, Games' online store, you can use the code LOS5CODE and get 5% off everything on their store. Go to our website, which is LOSWarmachine.com. That's where we've got the uh, actual article. Uh, with the write-up and everything for Sylvestro and the Assault Troopers, as well as just tons of other articles about all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's good. Um, you can find us on Twitter at LOS underscore Jaden, at LOS underscore Chandler, or uh, you can find Brett at ChokeObsessed underscore LL, although he never checks that thing. <laughs> uh, you can email us at LOSWarmerHordes at gmail.com. You can find our Facebook, which is just Line of Sight. Uh, we're 
post all of our stuff on there, so it's probably the easiest way to track everything we got going on. Mm-hmm. And you can message any of us on Facebook. We're generally fairly talkative, usually. Usually. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. So, yeah. That's it for number 36. Woo-woo. Yeah, <laughs> so next week we will probably be overviewing um the entire crucible, crucible guard. guard the entire crucible guards uh, ah, yes. first cid run mm-hmm. and i'll be hating myself for not playing the cid because i'll need to be getting practice games in for imc i mean uh, imc is three days after our next cast so i'm pretty sure you can start playing cids actually yeah because the last game night before tournaments i don't play my tournament lists so ah that's right yeah, because I always do better <laughs> that way. So, yeah, that Thursday game night, I can probably do some, some Crucible Guard CAD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. i use my Protectorate models for that, too. Makes sense. Um, I feel like the Grimkin ones would just feel weird. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I don't know especially why. Especially how blue mine are. Yeah. 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 Weird. Anyway. So, yeah. That's probably what we're talking about next week. And the week after that, I'll probably be talking a little bit about... We'll probably talk about IMC a bit. Yeah, and, yeah we'll be talking about um, IMC for sure. And probably more Crucible Guard stuff, so, yeah. Yeah, yep. Uh, Going to be a lot, of, a lot of stuff to talk about soon. Anyway, we will see all of you next week. Later. Bye-bye.
Thank you.